Hello and welcome to the F1 Rearview Podcast, where we take a look back at the weekend and review the race. However, this week we're not reviewing a race. We are going to be looking at the entire season, from Australia to Abu Dhabi, race 1 to 21. This is episode 1, we'll uh, continue in episode 2, so this is technically race 1 to 12. Um, joining me once again is Mr. Tom Lomas, who Hello. is just smart at everything F1. He's going to be the guru, he's going to know everything, and I'm just going to sat here be feeling quite useless to be fair. <laughs> um, so before we review race 1 to 21, we're going to have a quick look at the news, aren't we, Mr. Lomas? Well, let's not forget producer Ruth. Oh yeah, producer Ruth is here. She's sat behind Hello, the glass. I am also here. There she Give is. She's got all the uh, useful stats and facts uh, for today's show. Yeah, she uh, does. And uh, she's also going to make sure everything went smoothly. So uh, any hiccups in the show, that's uh, that's her issue. Tell you what, she did a good job last week. She did. She did a really good job last week. Apart from exporting the wrong file, but you know, we'll let that slide. Well, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, yeah, F1 news this week. Uh, we should say as well, sorry, that I'm kind of a casual fan who doesn't know much. Yeah. I like watching I'm like, whoa, race cars, as like, they're going past. Yeah, making the noise as they go past. But <laughs> apart from that, I really don't know much that goes on. So before we get to uh, reviewing the season, we're going to take a look at the news first. And I'm going to give a little bit of context here. We are uh, recording this on Tuesday the 3rd. Tuesday the 3rd of December. Of December, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the first day today of Abu Dhabi testing. Okay, yes. Yeah, so uh, we haven't had the full... That few days that we normally oh, have. So that explains why we've seen McLaren go driving around and stuff. Yeah, so, then, so basically right. after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, mm-hmm. they'll stay at the circuit for another week and just test the cars. So they okay. test tyres for next year, kind of. So Ocon's driving for Renault, for example, so that it gives Ooh. the teams a chance to work with their new drivers and things. That uh, explains... But yeah, so... You what, sorry? I was going to say that explains what I've been seeing on my Instagram. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Then yeah. There's not just a secret race that we I don't know about. I was going to say, like, you know, <laughs> don't tell Reese about the races, guys. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, Valtteri Bottas has topped the timesheets today. Uh, do you have any more details on that, Ruth? So, Valtteri Bottas was top of the timesheet with fastest lap at 1 minute 37 seconds. Mm-hmm. He did a total of 183 laps. Oh, that's, That's a lot three of Three race distances, I think that is, isn't it, almost? It's three, yeah, pretty much. What's yeah. the race? It's like 60, 70, something. Yeah, well, it, a lot. That's a lot of laps. Wow. Uh, and also, um, I'm just going to touch upon this. We didn't really talk about it in the last episode, mm-hmm. but 2020 is next year. The year after that is 2021. And which that's means all the rule changes. There's some big rule changes coming. It's going to be a whole new uh, sport. Good Maybe re- not quite, but you know what I mean. Um, Good old Reese is not going to be able to get his head around them. <laughs> but, you know, thank you F1 again. Yes, yeah, so we're going to get better looking cars, fairer finances and uh, revised race weekends. Ruth, can you expand? So, better looking cars. I did leave you a section that you need to read out. Oh, she did? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, she did. Oh. 2021, the F1 cars will have a radical new design philosophy Ooh. and striking new looks. Ooh. With sweeping bodywork, simplified front wings, bigger rear wings, increased underbody aerodynamics, Ooh. wheel wake, control devices, Ooh. simplified suspension, low-profile tyres with 18-inch rims. 18-inch rims, honestly, I'm excited for. Thank have you, you seen so that? much for the whoops, by the way. Thank, no, don't. Don't worry about it. I'm, okay. just, I'm the hype man. Eighteen-inch rims. Have you seen them on the cars? No. They look good. They they look thick. Uh, to be fair, I think I've seen a couple of concepts. They look racy. They look thick, don't mm. they? You're oh, like, yeah. oh, with two I'd C's. Add a bit of that's that, buddy. Oh. Yeah, that's the one. Go, Ruth. Uh, Ruth, talk us a bit through fairer finances and uh, revised race weekends. So, for the first time ever, Formula One will introduce spending restrictions to make mm. the sport fairer and more sustainable. 
Is that, allowed, is that allowed when producer Ruth's talking, by the way? Oh, no, to we, we need to be completely okay, silent. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Complete Ruth. silence sorry. in the studio. So, sorry, Ruth. Sorry, team. A cost cap will be set at £175 million per team per mm. year and applies to anything that covers on-track performance but excludes marketing costs, right. the salaries of drivers and of the top three personnel at any team. Personnel at the team. Right, well, yeah, let's so be honest, if, if it didn't stop at drivers, mm-hmm. you know, Daniel Ricciardo, um, he, he's, he's bringing in more than that anyway, isn't he? <laughs> Not quite. Oh. I think it's quite 125 million. I but, mean, it's yeah. close, somewhere close. And what are they changing the race weekends? So, the race weekends, they are expanding the calendar um, to improve the fan experience. So we could now have a maximum number of 25 races per season. No, that is that that's up, isn't it, from the 21? Well, that, to be fair, we can talk about that for next year. We're getting 22 next year, so we're losing Germany from the current calendar. And Germany was one of the best races. We'll this get year. to that. Okay. Oh yes, we'll get it's to that. It's the review, guys. It's uh, the review. Yeah, uh, but we're getting in Zandvoort and we're getting in Vietnam. So there is a... They're going to Nam. They're going to Nam. Going to Nam. there's been a lot of news this week about Zandvoort's track. I don't know if you've seen it. About the bank not. on this track. I'll see if I can get a picture up really quick. So this, this, the banking on this track is uh, going to be insane. It's going to be an 18% incline on the bank, which is more than anything else in Formula 1. There you go. There's Reese. That, that's a picture of the banking at the circuit. Wow. So it's literally like the track is built on a mountain. Basically, yeah, well, the whole circuit is built on sand dunes, actually. All right. In the Netherlands, you don't expect to find sand dunes, but no. apparently there's a lot there. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm really, I think it's gonna be a really good race. And from the footage that's been leaked of all the upgrades of the day into the track, it does look like it's gonna be very good. And that's coming on next year. Next year's Canada, okay. yeah, 2020. I look forward to that. It will also be the first time in 35 years that the Dutch Grand Prix has featured in the Formula One calendar. That's Ooh. a lot of years. Yeah, that is a lot is. of years. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, the only reason Max Verstappen. Mm. That's the reason they're mm. going back there. Because You can see the sea of orange now. Exactly. Kind of Those fans go to races across the world. Imagine if they get a home Grand Prix. Yeah. And imagine if Max doesn't win. That'll be... Uh... Oh, riots. Riot. Right. Imagine if you're the brave fan who sits there in a Mercedes shirt. Oh. Come on, guys. Come on, Lewis. That's like wearing a Liverpool shirt Lewis. to a City game, isn't it? Yeah, who would do that? <laughs> right, so let's, without further ado, get on to this season breakdown. We've uh, been putting it off long enough. Uh, I think we should start in Australia. Do you think so? So, Australia, last year, it was March 21st, I think it was. The I might. And what, another shrimp on uh, the bar, eh? I know. What a race that was. Valtteri Bottas won it. And I remember going into that season, everyone was doubting Bottas. He's not going to get another contract. It's the end of his career. He's not going to be staying at Mercedes any longer. He went and won that race. He came in, he came in with a beard. Do you remember the beard? Oh, the, the Bottas. He the, came in with the Bottas the, beard. Now, now she calls me daddy. Beard. Yeah. And, yeah. And he won that race. Everyone was like, this is Bottas 2.0. Uh, until it wasn't until, like until Bahrain but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah so he finished uh, the race with over 20 seconds clear of the field and even claimed the, the first ever bonus point in Formula 1 for the fastest lap of the race um, and you know it was not an extremely exciting race from that uh, side of things it was Hamilton that came second Verstappen mm-hmm. third as 
as a casual fan. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember the races. You don't remember I that don't far re- back. I can, I can barely remember Abu Dhabi. <laughs> and that happened like last week. But that's why we're doing this, to be fair, because I'm, I'm sure most fans are in that, but I didn't remember a lot of them. And the amount of research I've had to do to even get these uh, these bits of information in for this one is is considerable. Oh, I, I research my podcast, guys. I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, there was one, di- there was three DNFs, I say, in that race. You, normally in Australia, there's a few DNFs mm-hmm. because it's the first race of the season these cars are prototypes going into there. So if if I'm correct, yeah. I'm thinking Ricardo, Ricardo because that was the one where he ended up going on the grass, he started running over his yeah. yeah, ran over his front ring. Didn't he, he got confused. He thought he got the lawnmower out, not the F1 car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Science and Grosjean also joined uh, Ricardo earlier in, in the in the media pen earlier than they were meant to. Yes. Uh, and I think from what I can recall, they were just performance issues, engine issues. I, I think actually Science had an engine fire. If I'm not wrong, I don't remember. I think he did. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, that was Australia. Uh, and then we came onto Bahrain, which for Leclerc fans worldwide was the most devastating, heart-wrenching race they've ever experienced. It was nearly his first win. Mm-hmm. He got his first podium, which would then go on to be the most podiums in the season. Uh, and he nearly got that first win, but he just didn't quite get it. Do you remember it? Yeah, uh, it was about 10 laps before the end, wasn't it? It was when, about 10 uh... laps before the end. His engine went... And he, and he oh, devastating. The radio, if I remember the radio message, you could hear his voice he wobbling so as he sad. was talking. Oh. It was oh, unlucky. unlucky but at the same time, he didn't get his first win there. And then he went and got it in Belgium. And that was very special because obviously the tragic events happened at that weekend with, with Antoine mm-hmm. Hubert and everything. Uh, and that's going to be the start of next episode. We're going to be talking about Belgium. Okay. Um, so, yeah, make sure you of, come back for that because that is going to be going on. Uh, definitely a good one to listen to. But he, he nearly got it here. He didn't quite manage it. Um, and he managed to come home in third in the end, losing to Bottas and Hamilton. Uh, but it could have been so much worse. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but on one of the last few laps, both Renaults just stopped working at the same corner. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, it, it, sorry, pardon, pardon me. Uh, it says that the uh, safety car got brought out here yeah. in your notes. Um, I don't quite. Re- I do actually remember that because mm-hmm. it was the point where everyone was doubting Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, not doubting, but doubting well, the decision. I he made. I think doubting Renault more than anything. Yeah, yeah, doubting the decision he made to yeah, leave because people thought at first they crashed into each other. And they just didn't. But it they was didn't. Just two they just, faults. for some reason, both engines just went. I was. It was on time. the. Yeah, I remember where it was. Mm-hmm. Now I can literally vividly remember. Yeah, yeah. It. it was um, on the actual st- start street, wasn't yeah. it? And they just both pulled Into over the near the same point. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It was like what? Yeah. So that that was that was Bahrain. It was it was a very interesting race. But that took us then to China, which was uh, F1 marketed the hell out of this race. I don't remember if you remember this. It was mm-hmm. the 1,000th Formula One Grand Prix. They. They they put it everywhere. It was F one thousand. All the drivers had special helmets, uh, and it was incredibly boring. Um, uh, so it was yeah. It was at the third event of twenty nineteen that it celebrated its one thousandth World Championship race, uh, and Lewis led home teammate Valtteri Bottas for another Mercedes one two. So so yeah. far, just to recap, all three first races were Mercedes one twos. If I remember correctly, the majority of these races are just going to be Mercedes one twos. Mercedes were very dominant, and that's why and they sta- won the constructors before the, very before the break, early. Yeah. Before yeah. Yeah, so China was, again, it was a Mercedes 1-2. The only real bit of drama that happened was kind of an action-packed first lap where Kvyat, Norris and Sainz, uh, they all had a little bit of a small tussle into the the first few corners, um, and that would eventually mean Norris would earn his first DNF in Formula 1. Uh, I just headbutted the mic. Uh, Norris would earn his first DNF in Formula 1, and Kvyat would shortly follow suit in his Toro, so also retiring. Uh, Sainz did manage to get to the end of that race, but... 
overall, it wasn't that exciting for the F1000. I can't, I can't remember the race. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest with you. It wasn't that race. good, especially compared to last year when there was the, that was a great race last year with Ricardo coming through. But that, that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. We're not doing the 2018 season review. Uh, then we came to Baku. Azerbaijan, Valtteri Bottas took uh, Mercedes' dominance even further. Another one, too, uh, for Mercedes, with uh, Bottas taking the first place, Hamilton taking the second. It was the fourth consecutive. The fourth consecutive one, one two, two of the in season. The road. Uh, and it was Vettel that would round out the podium. Uh, it seemed to be at the start of the season, it was definitely a, it was, oh, yeah. it'll be, you know, your two silver arrows. And then and someone then else. Your, yeah. Because yeah. the Ferraris and Rebels, I think, were, were equal at the start of the season. And mm-hmm. It was in- interesting to see where the development curve went throughout the season, especially towards the end uh but it uh, yeah it was an interesting race uh it was somewhat stagnant i think for an azerbaijan grand prix considering what we've had in the past with hamilton's headrest coming off and all that kind of stuff vettel and hamilton purposely crashing into each other all that kind of stuff that's happened in previous years this was somewhat stagnant yeah um this was your kind of another bar in Mercedes one two. Yeah, wasn't it? The start of this season was incredibly boring, and it wasn't until we got to France that everyone was a bit like, yeah. "What's this?" But then after France, it all went up. But first, we go to Spain. Uh, Spain was a Hamilton first, Bottas second, Verstappen third. Uh, it was, uh, you know. Outgunned in qualify, I think is the way to put it. Uh, Valtteri Bottas on Hamilton, but Hamilton hit back uh, in a in a great race, honestly, between the two silver arrows, uh, and took his third win of the season uh, and another Mercedes one two. It was Hamilton um, first, Bottas second, yeah. Verstappen third. Yeah, again, not much happened that race. That's the fifth consecutive fifth one consecutive two. one, but that is where it would end because come Monaco, the all the the the, the, the one twos would be over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Monaco, which is always normally an interesting race, recently it's been more boring with the size I was gonna of the say, cars and in things. In my opinion, but... it's one of the most boring races on the uh, yeah. calendar. Yeah, you can always kind of hope to see something there. But again, it wasn't that good this year. All Monaco is is so that the all the princes and all yeah, the playboys they can and get stuff, their money they in. get to see the little F1 yeah. cars drive past. It's like they're playing with the toys. But it was uh, Hamilton that came home to get his 77th victory of his career uh, and his third in Monaco. Uh, and he finished ahead of Vettel, um, and then Bottas. Uh, Hazar, the run of Mercedes 1-2s was over. Mm-hmm. You could say Hazar, if you're not a Mercedes fan, you'd be a bit sad mm-hmm. if you were a Mercedes fan, because obviously you'd had a great start to the season, but it wasn't over. Uh, you I still thought, got on the podium for both cars. I thought something was happening to you then, to be fair. I know, that was, I, that, honestly I did. struggled that was with that bit. Yeah. I struggled with that bit. Uh, so then after that, we came to Canada. Do you remember Canada? I do remember Canada. It's Canada that country was... by America. It was a very controversial race. It was. Because Lewis Hamilton uh, took the win, but it was Vettel who finished first uh, on the circuit. Uh, however... Oh, it's that one where he did the whole the switcheroo, whole switcheroo on the thing. One. Uh, so Vettel uh, ended up losing his first place to Hamilton. It was going to be Ferrari's first win. They were really excited, and then it didn't happen. Vettel went missing for a while. Everyone was like, where's Vettel gone? He isn't in Park Ferme. He'd gone back to the garage. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was a bit, having a bit of a salt. He swapped around the one and two first, didn't he? Yeah, so and then went to the garage. Yeah. first, then it was in the second place. And then someone went to him and said, look, Seb, mate, just, just come into the podium, mate, otherwise it's going, to, <laughs> it's going to be worse for you. But, yeah, that was probably the first properly exciting race of the season. Did he still have his Super Mario Bros moustache? He did. He, he did. still had his, his, his moustache. Yeah, yeah, he still had his tash at that point. Have you wrote in when he doesn't have his moustache? I haven't put that on the notes. Do you think you know when it is? Because oh. that's that's the bit that I'm most interested about in this review. Honestly, I don't remember. Oh, no. uh, Ruth, try and find out when, <laughs> when Sebastian Vettel shaved his moustache. 
Uh, it's a big talking point. It's a big talking point that all of us casual fans, we give a shit about to that. To be fair, I don't know if that was before Canada or not. So, Vettel shaved his moustache. Oh, she's actually got it. Before, before please. Baku. Before Baku? What? Oh. Wait, out, way out, Baku's yeah. way up there. But he, had, so he, only had it for, he only had it for like five races. Three races? What? what? The 19th of April 2019. Crazy. He no longer had his moustache. Can we have a, a little bit patch. of a moustache talk, please? Yeah. Because that was ridiculous. We've just finished November, so maybe that's appropriate. Yeah, you. I can tell that you haven't shaved yet. <laughs> God, the, the beard on you, Lomas. Um, yeah, it's. It, it was a ridiculous moustache, wasn't it? It was. It was uh, porn star. Nigel Mansell-esque. Yeah, but was it though? Yeah. Was it? Have you seen the meme on the on the the, the meme Facebook page? It was a uh, you know when the I'm going to tell my kids was was big. Yeah. It was yeah, a picture yeah. of Vettel with his tash saying, "I'm going to tell my kids this is Nigel Mansell." Not Amazing. Um, he, he looked like um, oh, what's he called? Chick Hicks. Chick Hicks yes, from Cars. Yes, he did. You're yeah, right. He, yeah. Oh, what a film. Anyway, if you haven't watched Cars, go watch it. <laughs> Back to the season <laughs> okay. review. After Canada came arguably the worst race in Formula One history. It was that boring. France, I've got in my notes here, gorilla trophies again. Do you remember the trophies from France? No. They were just gorillas holding tyres. And they have been for two years straight now. Maybe it's a design thing. That they maybe, were like... maybe it is. I'll tell you. Um, what, I'll tell you what we want. Okay, you know we're we're infamous for designing the Eiffel Tower. You know we're we're good at this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Arty, Francis Arty. You know while they're eating the baguettes and saying yeah. bonjour to each other. I want a gorilla holding a a, a tire. Ruth, could you just try and find out who designed the gorilla trophy and why? It's been there it's... two years in a row now, and I'm still not 100 percent sure of it. Oh, well, I think we should have a gorilla holding up tire. But anyway, in France, it was <laughs> uh, a very boring race. It was uh, Lewis Hamilton won again. He continued his great run of form uh, and took pole position on the Saturday and converted to the win on the Sunday. Um, he also had a commanding lights to Varg victory. He didn't not be in first place for the entire race, uh, and uh, yeah, it was. Not that great a race. Uh, the most exciting part, I'd say, was uh, on the final lap. Mm-hmm. It was a bit more of Carlos Sainz not being on TV. Yep. Uh, there was a tussle between Sainz, Ricardo, and um, uh, Raikkonen. That's the one. Yep. Sainz, Ricardo, and Raikkonen. Uh, and uh, it Ricardo... started all the Sainz being not on TV. Yeah, that was the start. That, that was the start. Ricardo ended up getting a double penalty for that because mm-hmm. he left the track twice in both overtakes. Yep. Uh, Ruth's really trying to get our attention I'll tell, here. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, I, this is how I was going to link it, Producer Ruth, before you wrecked my floor. I was going to say, I'll tell you what my most exciting part of the race was. What? Seeing the trophies being handed out. What are Ruth, the trophies, can you tell Ruth? us more about the trophies? See how nice that would have worked, Producer so, Ruth. the Carry on. trophies were created by Richard Orlinsky. Okay. Right, why? Does it say why? why or... It why doesn't say why. Why not? It just says yeah. it's very true to his style and recognisable as one of his. Well, what's his name, sorry? It is also compared to Donkey Kong. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we will get a gorilla that looks like Donkey Kong and he can be... Well, is this, with this accent. Is that, uh, is that, that allowed? I don't know. Is it allowed? It's That's nodding. not allowed on the show. It's, it's not, not allowed. allowed. On the show. No. Just bleep the entire of that then, I guess. <laughs> That, that goes. Anyways. Um, well, no, now because they're going to think you said something way worse because I said it's xenophobic. <laughs> we'll just keep it in. Uh-huh. It's allowed this once. Uh, but yeah, France, <laughs> very boring. Uh, but then it was on the up. Oh, my God. After France, it, it turned around, honestly. I'm just going to say it. It turned around. We went to Austria. Yes. We went we to did. Austria. We did. 
We didn't. We didn't. The F1 Formula did. 1 did. Yes. Do you remember what happened in Austria, Reese? Uh, if I have a quick look at your notes, it was the dull and boring, and then came Austria, Great Britain, and Germany. Oh, good job there, Reese. Uh, the season just went up from there. Charles Leclerc came agonizingly close to becoming an F1 race winner in Bahrain, and he was denied that honor again in Austria. He was. Yeah, so uh, after France, there was a lot that was said uh, in F1 regarding the new 2021 rule changes were coming up. People saying this season is boring. Something needs to change. It was. It was boring. Something changed. I don't know what, but in Austria, it changed. And I got to say, from Austria onwards to Brazil, I'm excluding Abu Dhabi, oh, oh, it was a very oh. exciting race. Guess so, who now remembers Austria? Exactly. Not because I read your notes, because I was thinking, because I'm a smart boy. Mm-hmm. What happened was, it was the Max Verstappen Charlie Leclerc, oh, yeah. where Max pushed him off the track, oh, allegedly yeah. off the track, oh, yeah. and he was all like, oh, this is unfair, and it, yeah. oh, it all so kicked off. Leclerc almost got his second victory, and again, it got ripped away from him like it did in Bahrain. Not being funny, I was firmly with Leclerc on this. Yeah. So you were obviously cheering Max. Oh, I was yeah. cheering Charles. It was a noisy house. It was. Let's be honest. And um, yeah, it, it was it was very unfair to Charles Leclerc. But that was the turning point in the season, I reckon, where it went to be very good. Because then we went to Britain, which on the face of it shouldn't have been that exciting. If you look at the results, it was a ham- it was a Mercedes one two and the Clerk third. You look at that, you think that's probably a pretty boring race. But actually... Was there a safety car? It was a surprisingly exciting race. Because there was a safety car. Tell me why. Um, Because there was a crash. There was a crash? Yes. Yeah. Let me have a look at your notes. Because I don't really remember why there is a safety car. Um, Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. You you talk. (laughs) Yeah, so in Great Britain, it was uh, was Valtteri Bottas that put it on pole. Uh, and he seemed to have done it all right, all race long. It was it was his for the taking. How uh, am I meant to know how there's a race, uh, how there's a safety car when you haven't even put it in your notes? I'll tell you why there's a safety car, Reese. Go on. Uh, because there was a little man that went into the back of another little man. And who was? It is uh, in my notes. Oh, was it uh, Vettel going <laughs> into the back of Verstappen? Yeah. So very oh, Baku 2017 esque or 18 esque. Uh, the Red Bulls punted each other off, but it wasn't the Red Bulls this time. It was a Ferrari and the Red Bull. Vettel was just coming behind Verstappen, lost his brake in, and just went smack. It was the, the one where he was trying to say that um, Verstappen brake checked him, wasn't it? Yeah, but he didn't. And he didn't at no, all. No, no, not at all. But he just missed his braking point. But it was a very exciting race, not because of who was on the podium, but who. Was because of it. that, and yeah. then that influenced the podium. Hamilton took the win from Bottas because Mercedes very cleverly used their little strategy to uh, swap them around in mm-hmm. the pit stops, and uh, and then you see Charles Leclerc driving past the uh, the crash and going into third. Yeah, which was good. We're now at Germany, Reese. You must remember <laughs> Germany. This was. Did somebody say the best race of the year? Let me read the podium, and this illustrates how good this race was. In first place, we have Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Good old Maximus. He had a very bad start. You might remember, lots of wheel spin, and he yep. went on to win it. Second yep. place, Sebastian Vettel. Mm-hmm. Any idea where Vettel started in this race, mate? Did he start 18th? He started 20th. I thought he started 18th. He started last, and he came through to get second place. Mm-hmm. And here's the kicker, third place, Daniel Kvyat. Listening to his dubstep while he was doing it. What? Yeah, so this one was nuts. Um, uh, you haven't mentioned the most important thing. What's that? Old Bobby Kibitza. Bobby Kibitza. One point. He got a point. He, he got did. a point. Williams, Williams is the only point of Sorry, the season. Yeah, I completely forgot about uh, that, to be fair. Uh, but th- yeah, this one was nuts. Uh, we thought we'd uh, had some great races in Britain and Austria. Then we arrived <laughs> in Germany. What a uh, race. Or I put it, shall I call it the skid pan? 
because, <laughs> oh my God, people are flying everywhere. Uh, it was a wet, dry race, which is, which is always going to be exciting. It was so good. It, it's always going to be exciting. Uh, Verstappen's victory was just one storyline in what will be remembered as an all-time classic Grand Prix. Behind the Rebel driver, Vettel uh, completed a sensational comeback from 20th, as we just mentioned. Uh, and Kvyat was a surprise third as Torres scored their second ever podium in Formula 1. They then went to get their third podium later on in the mm-hmm. season. Spoilers! Come back for episode two, well, episode three for that one, uh, where we'll be going through the rest of the uh, thing, the, 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 the races. The, the races. The races. Um, I should say with this one, this is the one that I always go back and rewatch on YouTube. Because it was, it it was, was so genuinely good. an amazing race. The only thing I watch from F1 on YouTube is the team radios, mm-hmm. because they're, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, Tell him to give me more fucking speed and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, that's bleeped uh, <laughs> and uh, the this race because yeah. this race was absolutely incredible well, you, th- you think it's done and then bloody Lewis slides off and wrecks his front that, exactly. Lewis doesn't go back around the pit thing though he, he should have had to stay out for... the bar. Oh, oh Lewis silly boy so that's that, that's always an exciting race when Mercedes mess up let's be honest it, it is. is it is um, so yeah runaway championship leaders Mercedes at that point had their 200th Grand Prix they all dressed up all fancy oh it was when they were dressing in their old they clothes they wore all, old clothes yeah. And they had Netflix film it for Drive to Survive. They said that that was the only one. Oh, Lewis, because it was uh, yeah. the two hundredth. Because it was the two hundredth one, and it was the one where Netflix were shit filming hit the that fan. going. Oh, we've got a good one, boys! Yeah. Uh, wow, yeah, what a race that was. They uh, Bottas crashed out. Mm-hmm. Really unlucky. Just got his tire on the wet side of the track. And then that's it. He went he because, if I do remember correctly, that bit it was a drag racing strip as well. It wasn't so, that bit he went out on actually. Was it not? It was the other side of the start finish straight. Literally, there was a dry line. He was on dry tires. He just left the dry line. Guys, we were just on the wet patch of the track still. Mm-hmm. Spun him off. All right. uh, it was Lewis that went to the drag strip. Yes, and he took. He touched. He gave. He tried to give it too much, mm-hmm. and then he went. As many drivers did at that point. Charles Leclerc they is another go, one that comes to mind. They all tried to go out onto. The, well, I don't even. I think they they, they late braked into the final corner, ended up going wide because it was just no grip on that final yep. corner, and then just locked up like they're on ice. If I remember this one correctly as well, uh, oh, what's his name? The Renault driver who's just left Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg, yeah. Hulkenberg was on for third. He was and he was on for his first podium, podium at home. And then he crashed out. In his, he, in he, his did, home Grand Prix. he did what everyone else did. Did what um, yeah. Leclerc, Leclerc, the thing that's vivid in my mind is Leclerc hitting the barrier, mm-hmm. kind of going into anti style a little bit. Mm-hmm. The barrier coming down on him, the sign yeah. coming down on him, the, the Mercedes, Mercedes sign, sign. <laughs> the Mercedes sign coming down on him, and then he's still just sat there trying to move, and then yeah. you just hear his team radio, and he says something like, "It's it's gone, it's gone." Yeah, and that was gutting for him, I'm sure. But what a race it was! The only person to survive that skid pan was Carlos Sainz. What a driver! I've, I've said it, said it before, he, I'll say it again. He took it in there. Oh. He very luckily. Bumped the wall. He didn't hit it. He bumped it. It was Give a it very a light tap. kind of little knock, uh, and he managed to get the traction from somewhere to get it back onto that track. And he didn't make the mistake again, uh, and he did make it through. But what a race that was! Um, I'm actually going to get the full race results up from that one because that was a massive race. I want to know how many DNFs there were. I think I know there was a lot. There was ten. I think there was, there was ten because ten. how else right. was Bobby going to get on the? Uh... There the wasn't ten. There, there wasn't. was seven. Oh, and Lewis finished behind Bobby, didn't he? He did. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it was Pierre Gasly retired on lap 61. Oh, yes, Gasly hit with Albon. Do you remember? No. Albon and Gasly had a little coming together on lap 61. Uh, and it was completely Gasly's fault. He squeezed in the wrong way. 
hit his front wing. The front wing went under the car and he had to retire on lap 61. Um, and then Volti Bottas on lap 56. He went out because, as we said before, he got on the wet. Both Reynolds retiring uh, on lap 39 and lap 13, respectively. 13 and 39, yeah. Yep. Uh, I can't remember what happened to Ricardo. I think it might have been an engine problem because that Could is early. Been. That's lap 13. That's yeah. really early. I remember after Checo on the first lap, uh, Sergio Perez, he was going around one of the corners. That brought out the first safety car. We just go around the one of the corners, just lost yeah. it, went straight into the Completely wall. Completely lost it. Crossed the track. That was the first on one. one. Uh, and obviously, I hate to break it to you, mate. Lap 25. Out went Lambo. It was a tough one. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, but it, what a race it was. It was it was such a good race. So yeah, Gasly retired lap sixty one of sixty four. That's I was I was begging for Russell to get that point. Yeah. Not convinced uh, Russell. I really wanted Russell yeah. to get that point. I'm gonna give a full rundown now of, of, of the standings from that race. Do you want me to sing the F one theme while you do it? Because yeah, that's not go on, hit me with a bit of Brian Tyler. And it's Max Verstappen that took position one with the 26 points of the fastest lap as well. Sebastian Vettel came home in second, taking him 18 points. It was Daniel Kvyat for racing point. No, Toro Rosso uh, that came home for the 15 points. It was the racing point of Lance Stroll that came home in fourth with 12 points. Carlos Sainz in, in fifth for 10 points. It was Alexander Albon in the other Toro Rosso for eight points. Grosjean uh, coming home in seventh for six points. Magnussen coming home in eighth for four points. Uh, Hamilton coming home in ninth for two points. Kubica came home in tenth for one point. That one Williams point would is be only point of the season. Uh, amazing for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Germany hadn't have happened... Claire Williams would be sacked. Claire wouldn't <laughs> be sacked. She owes the team. Um, but yes, that then took us to Hungary, which was then the yes, first race before the... Uh, <laughs> for the mid-season break and uh, this was the first time actually and it, it progressed a bit more in the second half of the season but the first time ever we really got to see Hamilton and Verstappen properly go at it together Can I just say you know you've told a bad joke when producer Ruth just death stares you and then shakes her head She always death stares you I know Just look at her on the other side of the glass Yeah Always death staring I'm a professional <laughs> But yeah Hungry the first time we properly got to see Max uh, and Verstappen, Max, Max and Verstappen, both, and Lewis both and Max Hamilton. and Verstappen, Max and Verstappen and Lewis and Hamilton properly go at it one on one, and it is something I think fans have wanted to see for a long time coming. You know this rivalry between the the greatest of all time, and I'm going to say it, he is one of the greatest of all what, time. Max Verstappen, no Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Verstappen. I don't think he's had a chance to prove himself yet, but he will be one day. I'm sure of that. But Hamilton is is an incredible driver. You can't take like it, love him or hate him. He, he's a great driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Verstappen, I think, is is clearly emerged as you know his his successor is you know the next be, the next big thing, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. More than anything, there's a lot of young talent in the sport right now, but everyone's saying it's 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 Max. Well, Ma- see, I don't even see Max as the young talent in the sport. Yeah. That's like your Albons, your Landos. Albons older than Max. I know, but that's what I mean. Exactly. Though. Max has been in the he's spot been in that it for long. So long. Yeah. Seventeen, wasn't he? He's seventeen yeah, he's been in it for four years now, for five years next year. Twenty fifteen yeah. his first season. That's mental. It's insane. It's seventeen mental. when he started. He didn't have a driving license he didn't. for his first race. He didn't have a driving license in his first race. You're smiling at me because you're proud that I knew that. I, I'm proud you of you. You are genuinely proud of me that I knew but, that. Man, it is insane how young he got thrown into that car. He went straight from Formula Three to Formula Two. That's unheard of, really. 
Formula 3 to Formula 1, sorry. I was going to say, like, <laughs> that's Formula the normal step. Yeah. Formula 3 to Formula 1, no one, no one's ever really done that before. I think any, Stroll did it, sorry. I lie, Stroll did that. But Old that's because he had a bit of cash in his pocket to, to help him along. Uh, but yeah, for, so for the first time in Hungary, you know, we were treated with that sneak peek at Hamilton versus Verstappen rivalry, which would then develop more. And I think we saw more than ever before in uh, in Brazil mm-hmm. later on in the season, which yep. was another great race, which obviously we'll get to uh, in the next episode. Um uh, it didn't disappoint, uh, you know, the continuing run of form we've been expecting since uh, Austria continued in Hungary, more or less. There was a very exciting ding-dong battle between the leads. Uh, it was more or less, though, all at the front between Hamilton and Verstappen and was more or less less on track, more strategy. Yes. But it still made a, re- made a really exciting r- r- race. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, Hamilton that did his brilliant bit by uh, hunting down the rebel driver and... Ended up clinching the sensational victory, uh, and it was. I, I said, what a great way to finish the first half of the season. It was. We we were so down at the start. Mm-hmm. It was very slow, very boring. But it came through. It was another two hours of sleep in your day. Yeah, if, if we're honest. And then Austria happened, and it was a turning point in the season. Everything mm-hmm. changed, and we were just on the up from there. Yep. Um, all right, I want you to. So we've gone through the first half of the season. You got five words. Sum it up. Very boring, Austria. What the fuck? They don't count as a word. Well, that's six. WTF, that's one. WTF, well then, what's, what's am I going to do as my last word? Exclamation mark. WTF, <laughs> man. <laughs> so what, very boring Austria WTF, man. That, those are your words. Very boring, very boring star, Austria, WTF. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, mine would probably be... No one asked you, though. Okay. You asked me. All right. Producer Ruth, what would your five words be? To sum up the season. What the hell is happening? Okay. Can you expand on that? Were you, were you paying attention for this? I was paying attention. Okay. So what do you mean by that? Is that from the start, Austria, or just because it's just so different in, in comparison? Um, I have to say, through, throughout the start, like it was really hard to watch. You would watch a race and it would constantly feel like you knew who was going to win before the race had even started but then once the races actually got into it in Austria you saw a lot more development from a whole range of drivers as opposed to just hearing about Hamilton, Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton. I think that's fair enough. And, and unfortunately, because of that run of form at the start of the season Mercedes had, they went and took their constructors by a mile. Yeah. There was no competition for them. And unfortunately, there was no competition for Lewis either. I think we knew very early on that this was Lewis's sixth world championship. Mm-hmm. And we, we came to terms with that really before we even won it in, in USA. You know, we, we knew he'd we already knew got it. it. And that's fair enough to him. I think he had a great season. He, he raced incredibly well this season. But either way, I think if that start hadn't have been so dominant for Mercedes, it could have been a very interesting season. If if it had started at Austria, it, I think I'd be interested to see how things played out differently. I wonder if we could... Um, obviously, this will take a bit of math, so we probably can't get producer Reef to do it now. But what if we excluded all points from Austria and before and did Austria to Abu Dhabi? Who would be champion and who would be constructed champion? Well, if you're wondering about F1.5, mm-hmm. that is uh, McLaren. Yeah, it was science that won that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, F1.5 is F1 without the top know, three teams. F1 without Red Bull, Mercedes, someone, and Ferrari. In it. Someone is keeping um, a tally of just F1 without yeah. Mercedes, Red Bull, so Ferrari. It's the car that comes seventh gets 25 points. Yes. Sorry, no. It's just the car that comes the highest that's not in the top three teams. Yeah, because yeah. obviously you could get sixth. Yeah, so. yeah. 
So yeah, the color that comes highest is not toxic. You get twenty five, and it works down like that. Mm-hmm. So there's only it, it's only a, a fourteen car championship, but I'd it's say close. It, that hotted up. That really that was that was good throughout the whole of the season. Oh yeah. If you forget about your three big boys, mm-hmm. I want to see that happening. Yeah. Can we take them out and give them a different well, that's, race? That's or what they want to do in twenty twenty one. That's what they want to make Formula One much closer, much nicer, nicer close knit racing, mm. uh, and that, that hopefully they achieve that. I really do hope that because we would see some amazing races and things. Do you have anything that. else to add on that, producer Reef? I think this is what's great about the fairer finances that we touched on earlier. A lot of teams have a lot more opportunity because there's teams who can afford so much and who will spend so much that the teams are at such a disadvantage, which is why I think you get to a lot of races and that's why you know who's going to win. How much is it again that they're uh, getting? 175 million cap. So I'll tell you what Williams are going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend the seventy-five million and keep the hundred in Claire's back pocket. That's what's going to happen. I called it here first. When Williams are at the back of the grid again, it's because see, Claire's got the hundred million in the back pocket. This is why that's important because I'm looking at this season, Williams and Mercedes comparatively. Mm-hmm. Williams are a privateer, privately owned team. They don't make cars. They don't make engines. You know, they're just a Formula One team. They make deodorant. They're nothing else. They sure deodorant. The Williams they edition. Don't. But you look at Mercedes. You look at uh, Ferrari, Red Bull. Even though they don't make cars, they're a massive drinks company. They make, you know, they sponsor so many different things. They don't make their own cars, but you know what I mean. You know, mm-hmm. they're a massive company. They've got funding from other places. Even McLaren. They started off as just a racing team, but they make their own cars now. They have mm-hmm. the whole uh, another division doing all that kind of stuff. And that's why the top four this season have been so far ahead of the rest of the pack because they've got the money and resources to do that. And Renault should do as well. I think. Well, Renault were quite... I mean, they weren't ahead ahead, but they, they, had, they had an advantage. They did have a good season, and I think we could have seen more from them. Um, definitely, this wasn't as good a season for them as they've had in the past, I mm-hmm. think. They wanted more. They wanted fourth this season. They came back oh, yeah. in fifth, but they should have been fourth, mm-hmm. really. When you look at it on paper, they had Daniel Ricciardo and Nico Hulkenberg. That's an incredible drive lineup. As good as Lando and Carlos are, Lando's an untested rookie. Carlos is he's a great driver. You reckon he's one of the best? If this se- from this season. But if it was before this season, I wouldn't have said that. He, yeah, exactly. Before the season, he was pretty. He was untested. an unknown. Un- he was Toro, yeah. so he was Renault, but he'd never really unproven. Sh- yeah, he'd never really shown himself, and I think mm-hmm. he really has this season. He's come to form, uh, but you know, this season has really been a struggle for Renault. They've had a really good lineup in Daniel Ricciardo, but where's the performance been for him? Exactly, it's not been there. If Daniel's going to stick around, I don't know. I think you know, come twenty twenty one. If Mercedes or Ferrari are knocking on his door, he's not going to stick around, is he? Speaking of that, should we talk about the speculation? Um, this could be a part of the news, but we're going to talk about it now. Okay, we'll do a bit of speculation. The speculation about Lewis Hamilton, Ferrari, Lewis Hamilton, Ferrari, So I, I said that I, I said that Lewis has always wanted to go to Ferrari. He's made that clear that he's kind of wanted to do something that's not Mercedes. Before you jump yeah, on this, let me, okay. let me yeah, finish. Yeah, I will, I will. Um, he's always wanted to do something that's not, and then getting the compliment from Ferrari, you know, that's kind of made him feel quite mm. nice and stuff. Ferrari's got the money to be able to get him in there they to do. begin with. 100%. And I reckon he wants a different challenge. If I was him, you know, you've proven yourself, you know, six-time world champ now, mm-hmm. proven. You, you, want, you either want to, A, go show that you can do it in another car, or B, be complacent and just sit in the same car and be like, oh, yeah, I can do this all the time. It's not me that's failing, it's the car, when yeah. you start, like, running down. But, you know what I mean? I reckon if he goes to Ferrari, he will 
struggle a little bit, whistle then, struggle a little bit. However, I reckon he can pull it off if he goes to Ferrari. He could do it. He'd win their first championship in 13 years. That's that's another factor. He wants to set history. He, want, he wants to be a history maker. Yeah. He wants to be that driver who went from one strong competition to the other and, and still kept winning. literally kept winning. Yeah. yeah. He wants to prove that it's him, that. not the and car. I think, I think he'd love to be that. But at the same time, Ferrari, as much as I'm sure they'd love to have him come to the team, they've just put all their efforts now into Leclerc for their future. Yeah, no, and if I, they bring in Hamilton, I think that will really alienate Leclerc from that team. See, I understand that. However, Max is uh, Max. Um, Sebastian's not going to stick around forever, is he? No. I reckon Sebastian next year. I reckon that's going to be his last year. I reckon something's going to happen. It's going to be his last year in a Ferrari. There's, there's rumours. We're on the rumour train now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it. Rumours are saying that Seb could do a Nico Rosberg this winter. He could not come back in February. See, and then you know. And I think the the Ferrari seat in that case. <laughs> well done, Giovinazzi. Woo! Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, interesting going. Because, like I've just said, oh god. Let's not forget that Ferrari have been struggling for pace and have a lot of driver mistakes. They only have three wins mm. in total, which is matched by Red Bull currently. Yeah, to be fair, they have had a shocking season when you look at it like that. Are you reading that, or is that just to brain? She's just got she's just got facts on her brain. Yeah, like. You she's can just tell. Popping them out. It's not like she. And that is Ferrari's third. She's not reading it. You can tell. She's not. She's, she's popping she's it good. out. She's good. She's, she's um, a cracking producer. Everyone hire her. Please don't. We need her. I think, I honestly think, right, that Ferrari, I think Lewis is going to want the challenge. I think Vettel will stick around for next year and then leave. I reckon Hamilton's always going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to sign. I'm going to sign. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to sign. And, then and brush won't. it off. Then he won't. Yeah. Then he'll move to Ferrari. Silly season's going to happen. Yeah. But that's next year. We're talking I'd about now. I'd love to see that. The other rumour, which I think would cause Hamilton to leave Mercedes, Mercedes sell, which is a very big rumour at the mm-hmm. moment. Mercedes is going to sell to Pensk. There's a reason why Toto wasn't at that last Exactly. Race. And interestingly, mm. um, Lewis said in the recent press conference, he was asked, I don't know if you saw this, he, a- he was asked um, about the rumours, and he said Toto is making up his kind of decisions at the moment. Uh, I know we are both thinking about our futures. Yep. He spoke about Toto a lot. So I think definitely Toto, from what he's saying, is looking at other places. What if it's a Toto and Lewis move to Ferrari? <laughs> no. What if? No, I think Toto, he wants to go home. He wants yeah, to look at Formula enough. E yeah, more yeah. than anything, which today got uh, FIA World Championship classification. The only other series to ever get that that's not Formula 1. Mm-hmm. There we go, that's big. Anyway, um, that's another <laughs> big news happened today. Um, but I think Penske are going to buy Mercedes. Hamilton's going to either go to Ferrari or retire. Because mm-hmm. at that point, he'll be quite Can old. you see him anywhere else? So, obviously, Mercedes are there. We can now see him at Ferrari because silly season's happening. And Maybe Williams. Like... Or back to McLaren. If McLaren do well with Mercedes engines... I don't want him back at McLaren. He could go back to McLaren. I'm throwing that out there. I do not like Lewis Hamilton enough to have him back at McLaren. That is the only other team I could honestly see him doing. Ferrari or McLaren. If <sighs> McLaren pull off Mercedes engines, he'll think, do you know what, I want a last piece of that pie. Go back home where it all started when I was 13 years old. Oh, who are they going to drop? Ah. Who are they going to drop? Carlos. They'll oh. want a JB Lewis kind of thing going again with Lando and Lewis. Yeah. I reckon they will. Yeah. Oh. I reckon they drop Carlos. Don't um, but see, Because this is the thing. Carlos is a great driver, but I feel like he's always going to be the expendable one. Yeah, definitely. He's at that point in his career now where he's never going to really make massive strides, and if they get a chance to put someone else in that seat, Lando's going to keep it. He's uh, the young yeah, talent. Yeah, I was going to say Lando's already kind of proven he's himself. He's what twenty. Yeah, 
young talent. He's got McLaren back in since he was, you know, a young lad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's everything we've got time for, I think, today on the F1 Review podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had a good one today, talking about the first half of the season and a little bit more, bit of news. Bit of rumours. Uh, bit of rumours. I like the rumours. Bit of rumours. I like the rumours. Uh, but honestly, it's the second half of the season I'm looking forward to more than anything. Germany to was review. great. And I'm really happy we managed to get Germany and Austria and all that kind of stuff. But the first half of that was you could throw it in the bin and you could forget it ever happened. It changes nothing. We're reviewing on the rear view. We're reviewing on the rear view. Uh, next Have week, you know, come back, we'll be doing uh, What's After Hungary? Quick, Belgium to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Belgium. <laughs> So thank you very much for listening this week, guys. I can't wait to bring you next week's episode where we're going from Belgium to Abu Dhabi. Uh, the kind of highlights of the season, some really exciting races in that side of the season. Are you am excited, Reese? Am I invited back for next week? Of course you are. You're excited yes. back every week. Excited back, invited back. I'm excited and invited. Um, have we got any news on Long Question Guy coming on? Uh, yes, I feel... I, hold on, I can hear him now. Hold on, he's coming. He's good. Should we should we leave before he arrives? Yeah. Here's here's long question. Quick, go go go. Not so good go. races, starting with the worst. I'm a polite person or man. Please excuse this question, but I still hope for an answer. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that was a long question. <laughs> <laughs>